been a few weeks oh uh, like one or two <laughs> maybe it's maybe been an entire <laughs> maybe month three so more than a month i think uh, i think it has been more than a yeah. month welcome back everyone yep and fear not because uh we're, we're back oh and yeah so back boy are we back yeah and yeah. we have our special guest returning special guest shayla hey everybody and and in case you haven't noticed um at least one third of all our guests get engaged <laughs> Wait, who else did we have? Well, I'm trying to remember. Well, well, I'm just thinking one out of three. I can't remember because how many other guests do we have on? Well, um, the Nickersons. Several. The Some of them were already married. We're already married. So anyway, I think we can take credit for yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, I just want to let you guys know that um, all that time we spent away was so we could prepare an extra awesome episode, um, which is this good. one. It's probably, I don't want to brag, but it's probably going to be the best podcast episode that we've ever done and probably that's ever been made it's, in the history of podcasts i think so yeah <laughs> and, and even even it's probably going to be the best uh, media you've ever experienced in your life yes of all media like <laughs> podcasts or anything else or combined. movies books the whole thing so well really yeah. setting a high bar I'm here not bragging. Um, I'm being factual so. here. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Let's wait till the end to make that kind of declaration. Yeah, okay. Fair yeah. point. Fair exactly. point. But we have put a lot of work into this. But you can probably um, expect to see us at the podcast awards. If there the are po- if the, <laughs> podcast Grammys. If there is such a thing. Yeah. Should be. Um so we want to start out with just well, first of all, the topic today is is the other Cold War. Um, which is an analogy that we've vaguely referenced <laughs> several times. Uh, and specifically we're gonna be talking about uh, differences between men and women. Um, which is something we've talked about, you know, here and there before. Um, before we get into that, though, I uh, just wanted to give some personal updates from our lives. Um, I'll just start with me. Uh, Shayla has the most exciting of all, but uh, but for me, so so I'm um, I'm doing coaching again, um, uh, among the other entrepreneurial things I'm doing. Um, so this is just a shameless plug. Uh, on this podcast that I, I am a once again doing relationship coaching. Um, if you're interested to learn more, just reach out to me. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that for now. But I'm excited to work with you if you want to work with me. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, as long as we're giving you shameless plugs, if you need help with intellectual property, <laughs> I'm your man. That's true. <laughs> PaulJohnsonLaw.com. Dude. I've actually... Oh, go ahead. What are you going to say? Go uh, ahead. I'm going to say um, anything other than dude. I haven't, I haven't been having any... Um, yeah, interpersonal conflicts in my in my business, but I've been having an internal conflict um, because uh, there's these like um, kind of fuzzy ethical rules mm. about what am I allowed to do for clients that are not in the same state as me or the, mm. the state where I'm uh, licensed and and not. And so, <clears throat> yeah, been having to deal with that. Like, yeah, uh, this is gray area. It may or may not be the unauthorized practice of law in another state if I do this specific thing for this client. So, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. Maryland Bar, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, so, if you're looking for a lawyer who, who knows what it's like to <laughs> to deal ethically with murky rules, pause your man. Yeah, exactly. The nature of... People always ask me this. Like, they're in another state than me. They're like, can you represent me for this? For patent and trademark law, usually yes, because it's federal law. But uh-huh. there's some murky areas. How did Anyways. that affect your relationships? 
Um, well, like for example, one time a client asked me to do something, and I said okay, and then af- and afterwards I reflected on the ethical rules, and I had to come back to them and say like, actually, I think you probably need a local attorney to do this because this probably invokes yeah. state law, and technically I'm not allowed to practice your state law where uh-huh. you are, you know. And that really hurt your relationship. Well, they got a little bit um, disappointed, but they're yeah. still my client. So yeah. oh, that's cool. So we healed, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're all about here. They got all talkative about it, and I went into my cave. No, just kidding. <laughs> That's just a foreshadowing. Yeah. Anyways, Shayla's got updates. Yeah, so I have an update with no shameless plug. I'm getting married. <laughs> Yay, congratulations to me. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> I went on vacation, and I met this amazing man. His name is Paul, which we will be calling him D. Paul on this podcast. So we don't confuse him with our own podcast, Paul. <laughs> and, and so he sounds like a rapper. But, he sounds like uh, a rapper. He's an amazing man. So there's my update. Yeah. How do you feel about that? About this a- whole thing? About being engaged? Yeah. It's awesome. It's uh-huh. great. It's it's long distance relationship because I met him on vacation. So he doesn't live here. Um, and that's hard, but it actually gives us quite the amazing opportunity to talk through a lot of things, cultural differences, um, things that necessarily you wouldn't necessarily talk about in relationships so early on, but yeah. we've had to because of distance yeah. and because of yeah. the way we have to talk to each other. It's been really great. Yeah. And it's made it's helped me see a lot of sides of him that I wouldn't necessarily see so soon into yeah. a relationship. So. Wait, but if it's real love and if it's meant to be, shouldn't there be any of that? Should there be nothing of that? Should there be nothing of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things to work through? Oh, well, nothing I don't know if it works that way. This might not be the right one. This might not be the right one. I mean, as much as I believe in fairy tales, I think relationships take a lot of work. I don't know so, about Bryce, that. this may be why you're single. Yeah. We'll talk later. Yeah. I'm obviously being facetious. Although, <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> in whatever personal ways, yes, that is an issue that keeps me single. She's not wrong on that. Um... Emily, congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Um, Thank, you. Um, Thank you. You escaped. Yeah. I'm very excited. Or you're we escaping. I will be escaped soon. You are escaping. <laughs> right yeah. now you're escaping the black hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to better and in some ways harder, but definitely better things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, sure. Good. Singlehood isn't a black hole, but you know what I mean. I get it. Yeah. So now Shayla is an expert. On relationships, pretty much. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Pretty much. Like married as people soon are all experts. She gets married. I suddenly, I suddenly know everything. Yeah. You, someday you guys will see. It's great. You put on your married goggles and you're like, oh. You. Now you can start setting single people up. Silly, silly yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm on it. Yeah. Now I know. There's yeah. my shameless plug. If you need to be set up on a date, I have a lot of amazing. That, that being said, I, I, Shayla is a very, she's a very smart, very with it person. I would trust her recommendations more than most people's. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Cool. So things are happening in our lives. Yeah, they are. Um. Okay. Anyway. So on to the podcast. So, yeah. um, so this this analogy of the other Cold War, it's a little bit uh, mysterious. I hope. Um, yeah, it deserves some explaining. Um, essentially, uh, in our day and age, uh, even though there's by the numbers there's less war in the world than than in previous um, you know generations. That um, is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, by, by the numbers, like by, just by the numbers engaged of in conflict, armed conflict. That, okay, yeah, are fighting. The, you know, people I mean, sure, killed in wars. It's, it's low. I mean, not many things that can compare to like World War II. Like World War One and Two. World War One, yeah, that's but, huge. Um, yeah, I mean, that's social media probably just makes it seem like there's more. Yeah, I mean, there's there's still conflict, mm-hmm. like armed conflict, absolutely. So so we live in a world uh, where there's not as much armed conflict, but still enough that we pay attention. But but when it comes to mm-hmm. interpersonal conflict. 
uh, I, I think people are as conflicted with each other as they've ever been. Sure. Um, there's there's threat of armed conflict. Like people talk big. No, that's mm. true. I wonder if that's there's true. more than that than there okay, was before. Okay, well, don't but don't. don't okay, but basically, what I'm getting at is that. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> There, there is strife and conflict within people, with like within individuals, internal conflict yeah. as well as between people. Lots of it, and sure. it doesn't necessarily come to outright, you know, verbal arguments and you know yeah, physical, physical violence. Sometimes it does, but yeah. uh, to me, it seems that we're kind of in a state of of cold war when it comes to human relationships. Mm. Okay. Um, um, that that there's there are rifts. Uh, even existential rifts, like you saw in the the other cold, the original Cold War, right, yeah. where, where the U.S. and Russia felt that for one to exist, the other had to to not exist, mm. right? That that they couldn't. There was no reconciling. Mm. Um, hmm. So that's where this analogy comes from. Um, just and and we see this in the data. You know, there's more single people than ever before, um, more divorces than ever before. You know, more abuse. Uh, uh, Part of it is that we just know more about this. Um, yeah. There's more opportunities sure. to not to not be married, but um, you know, we also know that um, you know, relationally, people aren't doing that great. Um, yeah, sure. I think we've talked on earlier episodes yeah. too. Um, we yeah. finished with this thought, Marika. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've talked in earlier episodes about how marriage has changed in our yeah. culture and in other cultures, and that like you know, you, you maybe didn't. Uh, uh, um, there, there are things that are important now that maybe weren't as important back then, but maybe to some extent because of that, um, where we 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 feel like either consciously or subconsciously that we can afford to to um, nitpick a little bit about person's personality and uh, communication things like that. We can go into more depth about what's what's wrong with the person to some extent, perhaps. Are you know? saying that? Our, our knowledge gives us more ammunition for, well, for the our, conflict. To some extent. Our knowledge yeah, and true. also yeah, just our and just our ease ability to be independent and Yeah. And, and some and of that's just good. The marriage has changed. Yeah, yeah, some of it is good. Like uh, but for example, like you like you kinda of joke in past episodes, well well, he's not a drunkard, so he's a good guy. Right. You know, whereas <laughs> now, and you know, maybe in like uh, Wild West days, that that was a big deal. You know? Sure, yeah. Or whereas yeah. now, I mean, not to make a lot of that, there are people that have struggled with alcohol nowadays. And but, but that um, you know, uh, on average, uh, people probably worry less about that kind of thing. Yeah. But we can be a little bit more picky about like, well, I don't like that he or she does this or that. Yeah. And there's some more Cold War stuff going in yeah, there, maybe. You know? a- absolutely. Um, you know, I think, again, some of pickiness is about uh, mitigating our risk. And some of it is about increasing our return on investment. Yeah. And to the extent that our information and our biases, you know, exist, you know, and, and are inaccurate, you know, the the more we hamper ourselves. Yeah. 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 I think most good uh, DTRs involve the uh, the DTRs phrase that define the relationship. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I think most of the DTRs involve the phrase return on investment. <laughs> That's true. Because yeah. who doesn't um, discuss you know, the relationship in terms of financial with, <laughs> return and risk? With a notepad yeah. and your glasses, you know, I've been calculating the return on investment here. It's not looking and, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I hear women really swoon over that. Over, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, do. they do. You know, I'm not going to say anything. About that. <laughs> I, I launched straight from that into a discussion about black holes. Anyway. <laughs> so one of Paul's uh, big uh, 
big concerns is about the the eventual heat death of the universe. And let's not it's get not, too much into it. It's but. not actually it's not actually a concern, but it's it, it fascinates me. It's okay. more, it's more that I I find it fascinating because of my religious background and how I I don't think it's actually uh, possible from oh. a religious background, but. Yeah. But well, it, that's for another time. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so getting back on track. Um, so, you know, as, as we see it, and I think it'd be hard to argue otherwise, but, um, you know, relationally, people are divided um, in, in society, and whether that's romantic relationships or not. Um, um, ultimately, our goal with this podcast is to be peacemakers, um, you know, to help give people information that can help them, you know, to, to do things better in their own lives. Um, I think to do that, uh, we need to talk and understand, talk about and understand the pain and the conflict though. Um, and that's, that's kind of what we're getting at with this. Um, uh, I really like, um, uh, right, we're not like the Switzerland, uh, here. We're more like the United Nations, uh, <laughs> Proactively, <laughs> okay. That, that's not a flattering. Uh, <laughs> that's right. It's we not, don't do anything, very, but we, uh, well, we exist. Okay, we're, we're not like Switzerland, but we're better than the United Nations. <laughs> okay, yeah. go ahead. Well, I really like in um, in the Hebrew language, uh, the word for peace is shalom, which um, uh, um, well. Anyway, which entails not simply the absence of conflict, but also uh, goodwill, prosperity, safety, and well-being. And in my view, there's a big difference between simply the absence of conflict mm. and the promotion of those other things like goodwill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think okay. uh, the latter, goodwill, is more proactive and deliberate, and mm-hmm. it actually sure. means something. Yeah. You know that there's actual care for the other person. Uh, absence of conflict is more passive and it isn't necessarily interested in the well-being of others. So we're really about mm. um, promoting um, goodwill. Um, okay. I think that's a lifelong process. Um, well, like instead of like, I hope nothing bad happens to you when you part from someone. <laughs> sure. Uh, I hope good yeah. something good happens to you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, and um, I, I guess in terms of wanting to promote peace, <clears throat> that, that's what I mean by that, that we want to promote goodwill. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, which there is a component of eliminating conflict, certainly, but it's also about, uh, you know, having people's best interests at, at heart. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Good. Any that's other thoughts? A, that's what we, we need. I think we need to promote good stuff, man. Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, especially, you know, like married relationships, uh, romantic relationships, I think that's that's part of the point is to be able to... um become better both people to become better yeah and uh that um i don't know yeah that absence of conflict is great um actually becoming better and um i don't know wishing good things upon each other trying to help those things kind of pass is it's like a good better best kind of thing and i would even argue that when you you know goodwill it it enhances the ability to make peace Mm. you know if you don't actually have any interest in the other person's well-being you're not as invested in in getting past conflict. I think a big part of relationships is selflessness and goodwill is is giving up some of your selfishness mm. whereas just having peace you can still be selfish and not give up part of that. That's, I don't know if that makes sense that's but good, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, that's totally true. I feel like my most satisfying relationships have been the ones where I felt the most deep, the deepest levels of selflessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well, you know, and it's a unique yeah. feeling as a 
single guy. Um, yeah. I don't feel like I feel that super often. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't have. Um, I don't have to. I guess. But in I, relationships, I, I mean, it comes about. It's a very selfish state of life. I think. I think there's more of <laughs> yeah. that desire among me- single men than maybe is obvious. You know that we want to be in that place where we, you know, give you know, all to the other person. Honestly, for me, like the first time I was in kind of like a a serious relationship, and started to feel it. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, uh, that's interesting, kind of a cool experience. I, I was sure. like, um, I don't know. I mean, I imagine I would probably have a similar similar reaction to having a child or something. You know, yeah. like, whoa, yeah. cool, selfless yeah. feelings that are positive yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but that you don't really get a chance to feel when you're just. Just living your life yeah. by yourself and, yeah. you know, I mean, dating. But Even the difference between yeah. dating and being engaged, I've noticed, like, suddenly I'm giving so much more of myself in ways that I never really did before because I'm committed, like, fully committed and not just, like, committed to this person while we're dating. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You have become a lot better of a person, Sheila. Thank you. Thank you. you I'm glad you can see that. You were pretty good before. Okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. Sheila was always wonderful. And now she's way even better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You've gone up like two tick, tick marks. Or no, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe more. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on with, with the outline because we have a lot to talk about um, that we won't get to all of it. But um, okay. So we're taking it as, as a given that there is a rift between people in general as well as between the genders specifically. Yep. Uh, I think the size and the nature of that rift can vary immensely among individuals. Uh, For some people, the gender divide manifests as relatively minor nuisances uh, to calmly and peacefully work past in the day-to-day of committed relationships. Uh, There might not be, like, outright conflict necessarily, uh, but, you know, there may still be challenges to, like, connect in meaningful ways. Um, For others, it's more... uh, Tumultuous, there might be distrust, tension, or outright conflict and, and fighting, uh, which test the patience and resolve of the people in the relationship t- sometimes past the breaking point. So there's, a, there's you know, I, I think dealing with interpersonal conflict um, is, is a fact of life, um, but some people are handling it, are, are in a better place than others. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah. also... Um... You know, I mean, one of the ways this manifests I don't, um, is that um, we just talk to other people about the opposite gender in negative ways, you know? Oh, yeah. Or I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. I mean... Well, that does never happen, Paul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so, so it just starts with, like, negative thoughts, like, ah, it does. females, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or males. Uh, yeah. But, um, but, but of course, it turns into talking, and, I, like, we were talking a little bit offline about this. Like, I think... Women probably, um, because they're more verbal in general, they probably... Which we'll get into. They might talk more often about uh, negative aspects of men. Men yeah. probably tend to think about it internally more and talk about it less, but they do talk yeah. about it with other guys. Yeah. And then, of course, talking with the other gender about it, too. I mean, how many conversations have we been in where, <laughs> like, it's men and women in a group and we're talking about the differences in each other and what's good and bad and stuff uh-huh. like that, you know, and I've been in several of those, too. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend just so, the other day. It always ends well. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend do. just the other day who was telling me something <laughs> negative about the state she went on and I said but and she's like so I'm just done and I said but that's not that's not a reason to write somebody off but in her mind that was that was the yeah. reason to be done with it and yeah. it's not necessarily a, yeah. a rift it's like a, a fixable thing yeah you know and that just goes to show that like yeah. I think thinking about and talking about challenges we encounter is important mm-hmm. uh it's not the only thing Learning how to actually do something constructive with that is the next step, yeah. and that's and that's harder. Uh, but we're yeah. going to talk about, it, or that's what we're trying to get at here. Um, 
So I, it's, I think it's also worth noting that, um, you know, there's some conflicts and some differences that we encounter that they have nothing to do with gender. Well, they don't have to do with gender specifically as much as just with being human. Or, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Connecting with humans. Um, you know, they, and yeah. they, some of these might seem to be about gender, but it's really about the relationship. You know, if we're having some sort of conflict with, you know, in a romantic context, text to us that may seem like oh this is what i encounter in all dating things but really this is something you'd encounter with anybody <laughs> with other yeah. important relationships yep. that you have yeah um <laughs> yeah you know and i think that's just because human relationships are complex and challenging yeah um and and they're rewarding um so yeah for, oh yeah we Go wouldn't ahead. grow if um they weren't challenging to some extent that's yeah. true so. that's true um, so there's this other podcast that that Paul and I listen to. It's the Relationship Matters podcast. It's really good. Uh, it's it's all based on social science research um, about different um, relationship issues. Uh, they they've opined several times that there's actually more variation among genders than between them. Um, you know, or in other words, uh, you know, they really. Well, the sense I've gotten is that they really think that the uh, the gender differences are overblown. Um, and personally, I think there is truth to that. Uh, I think there is a great deal of variation within genders. Uh, but I also think there's some certain general differences between the genders which can matter. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're going to talk about in yeah, more detail. I agree as well. And as a side note, um, you can't find that podcast on Podcast Provider. So if you're thinking about listening to it, you just have to go to the website and listen yep. to it. Relationship matters. But it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to add. Uh, when we talk about human differences, I think gender is definitely a difference. Um, you know, a legitimate difference, but it's not the only one, right? Um, there's culture, there's personality, there's, you know, your family upbringing, there's your socioeconomic status and so forth. So, yeah. Junk in state. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Your current level of addictedness to substances. Drunkardness. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry, all you struggle with alcohol. I don't mean to be. Yeah. It's a serious challenge. Yeah, it is. Um, but still something we can joke about. Yeah, sure, totally. Yeah. Um, sure sounds good. Um, when you were talking there, it was making me think just anecdotally about, um, you know, after my dad had passed away, I went, my mom and dad had like kind of fallen in love through letters hmm. and I went through and read their letters. Hmm. My mom let me read through them. That's cool. And there was definitely conflict in the letters. Interesting. And it was interesting to see how they worked through things. Um, but there was this one point where they had this really big fight about religion. They had, they came from different religious backgrounds and um, there was a big conflict about whether or not they were going to go forward or not. Hmm. And as I was reading through those letters, I had this like um, uh, Back to the Future experience where I was imagining us all, all us kids disappearing from the photographs. <laughs> like, your hands uh, disappearing it was an existential threat. And, um, <laughs> and then it was interesting to see how they worked through it. But yeah, I know they, they did work through it. But um, yeah, and just, anyways. That's awesome. Kind of In, just, instead of that, exaspiratedly saying, women! Men, they can't be reasoned with. <laughs> yeah, I give up. Yeah. And also, it was interesting to me because that's a big, huge thing. Like, um, you know, different religious backgrounds yeah. is pretty big. Yeah. Because you got to think to yourself, like, well, what are we going to do when when our kids get older? What are we going to teach them? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, we're going to disagree about that. Is yeah. one of us going to go to one religion, the yeah. other one, the Wait, other? And what and what is important to you? You know, what are your values? Yeah. And in the end, um, they kind of just like agreed to like not talk about it for a long time. <laughs> so it was kind of like there's some they, um, to that. They got them out. they decided to get married. They they hadn't figured this problem out yet, but uh-huh. they decided to get married and go forward. Yeah. And um, they just didn't. Um, 
But actually, my mom actually ended up uh, converting to my dad's religion oh. later, and it was a le- it was a legitimate conversion. Mm. But then she had struggles because her family didn't like that, oh. yeah. and so then she stopped being active in the religion. So for about eight years, they kind of just didn't go to church, neither of them, and mm-hmm. just kind of didn't want really to talk about it. Mm. Later, things kind of changed, and they f- both felt like they kind of went through another conversion process. That's cool. Felt like they were able to both feel at peace about. Um, going you know going to church again and mm-hmm. going to the same church yeah so i kind of feel like they got lucky in that sense that they ended up on the same page yeah yeah but it's an, to me it's an example of hey man working through a really huge problem and that wasn't a showstopper and i think you know a difference in religion like that could be a legitimately good reason to get out of a relationship could be yeah but it's also an example to me of but you also can work through big things like that and if yeah. you can work through big things like that all a lot of the smaller stuff too you can work through it. Like yeah. it's, it's not like they should all be showstoppers. Yeah. There's a lot of things that should not be showstoppers, you know, perhaps, because you're right. going to deal with that kind of a stuff or that, that level of stuff with, like, everybody. Right. Yeah. You just have to be willing to communicate and work through that together and not yeah, not yeah. get into some of the Cold War that we're talking and, and, about, right? And, yeah, and, and take responsibility yeah. for, mm-hmm. like, your role in the relationship, right? Like, I think... The, the romance can make things feel very magical and make f- things feel very like faded, mm-hmm. like the the fate decreed this. Yeah. Um. But you know, we actually have responsibility, a lot of it, and, yeah. and for good or for ill, to to make it work. Yeah. And again, you're right. It's not to say that. I mean, there there are showstoppers and and there aren't. Um, yeah. But we have a lot of of choice in the matter. But I mean, if that had been a showstopper, I would have disappeared from the photograph. <laughs> Exactly. We would not be here today. <laughs> to all I'm you time travelers out there, careful around Paul's parents. We need them here. I was listening to some some podcast that was actually talking about Back to the Future, though, and they were kind of making fun of making making light of the fact that they were fading from the picture. Like they were like, "No, if the timeline had changed, you should just instantly disappear." Right. No, but that makes sense. The fading yeah. made it more dramatic. Yeah. At any rate. Okay. Neither here nor there. No, but important. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's move on. Sure. So much of the rift uh, between the genders uh, can be explained by certain fundamental physiological differences. That's one of my premises here. Um, as members of the same species, uh, men and women are alike in most ways. Um, for instance, in the excellent book, The Female Brain, which we've referenced here before, in which I've since read a lot more of. Nice. <laughs> so maybe you've read um, more than 75%. Like this is about how much I've read. Uh, no, 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 that's still okay. more than I've read. But, Getting close. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff in it. By the way, this is by Luann Brizendine. She's um, she's a medical doctor. She's well-researched. Um, this was very, um, six, I think it was a New York Times bestseller. And it was, it's very good. Um, she also has a companion book called The Male Brain, which I've not touched yet, but which I intend. Yeah, me neither. Anyway, and it, it, it's, a, it's a very readable summary of what uh, scientific research has told us about um, about uh, the female brain in the last several decades. So, and to be fair, it's not without its criticism. And that, there, absolutely. There are those that feel like it's um, improper to actually call something a female brain versus a male brain, partly because there's the similarities between male and female brains, they're, uh, they're highly similar. That's right. And they're dissimilar in, in, in fewer ways. That's right. But it, there are, but at least for me, I kind of, 
my take on it is that there are real differences that are meaningful. That's right. Yeah. They, they impact our, our mm-hmm. relationships. Exactly. That, that's my They're impactful. Describe oh. his favorite word. <laughs> not a word. Not a word. <laughs> is it not a word? <laughs> it's not anyway. in your lexicon. Um, yeah, so actually <laughs> she, she makes that point. She says that, because, you know, there, there absolutely is a lot of nuance to, to this, and, and she, does, it, she does discuss the nuance. She says that 99% of genes... Of men, men's and women's genes are exactly the same. You know, there's only one percent difference in our genetic structure. Yeah. Um, you know, nevertheless, uh, there are some real differences which can matter in our in our relationships and in just how we operate. Yeah, I mean, we also share a lot of our genes with rats, but <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell, there are some key differences. <laughs> nope, I think that's a social construct. We are the same as rats. If only rats had been nurtured in different ways. Exactly, it's a, that's a nurture issue. It would be exactly the same. They'd be, uh, they'd be holding their own in society. Exactly. You know, they'd Glad be you contributing that to yeah. taxes and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Since they're freeloaders. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Um, okay, let's see. Okay, along those lines, right? There, absolutely, there, there are differences that we observe that, that have to do with culture and upbringing and nurture. Um, you know, um, nevertheless, based on the scientific and anecdotal evidence that I've encountered, at least, and I think probably for you too as well, um, you know, I think the evidence that the existence of certain real deep-seated differences rooted in physiology is very strong. Yeah. You know, that you can't, just yeah. because you don't like it or you think that maybe it's overblowing it, doesn't, doesn't mean it doesn't mean, exist. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's true. I remember, um, I don't remember where I was listening to this, but or reading about it, but it was talking about how um, you know, men have a higher percentage of autism than women. Yep. And it correlates. I read that in the female brain. The, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It correlates with a certain part of the brain that men have that it's that um, it tends to be thicker in men who have autism. And mm-hmm. that part of the brain in, in women generally is thinner. And yeah. but sometimes women have that that part of their brain is thicker as as thick as a yep. man's. Mm-hmm. And yep. women, there are women with autism. And the women that have that that. Uh, that women that have that portion as thick a, that's like the average thickness of a man's, they have mm-hmm. the same percentage of autism as men do. Hmm. So, oh, okay. So if I you correlate it by that, if you just correlate it by I like, regardless of your gender, how yeah. thick is this part of your brain mm-hmm. and your 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 uh, likelihood of autism is this percentage. But yeah. on average, women, that part is thinner yeah. than a man. Okay. So they have fewer, less autism. Yeah. And another part, I can't remember what I was listening to, but it was talking about how... Um, how uh, uh, man or women making the decision it was talking about some almond shaped part of the brain or almond sized part amygdala. of the brain. We'll talk about that. Amygdala and like and they were doing the same which, thing. Which means almond. <laughs> it in does. Some language. Does it? Greek, uh, I think. Interesting. <laughs> it probably looks like an almond. Mm-hmm. Um uh but in men, like the the amygdala on one side of their brain would light up and when women would do the same task, the amygdala on the other side or it was like an almond shaped there were there were two of them, whatever it was. And so uh, in women, it would the, the the part of it on one side of the brain would light up, and on men, it was the other side of the brain that would mm. light up. Yeah. And we do the same well, task. You know? you know, so Brizendine in the female brain, you know, she's, she points to how modern research and technology has discovered in, an, in a, a, quote, an astonishing array of structural, chemical, genetic, hormonal, uh, and functional brain differences between men and women. We've learned that men and women have different brain sens- sensitivities to stress and conflict. They use different brain areas to solve problems, process language, experience, and store the same strong emotion. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, sorry that I sound a little weird. For some reason, I felt the need to suck on some fruit snack <laughs> in mid-recording session. Well, maybe I'll just grab a Snickers over here. And, uh... 
We're going to take a food break now yeah. for these men. Yeah. And I'm going to point out some of these other, like in, in this, um, she has this diagram of some other differences uh, about, uh, talking about brain differences. Yeah. So the anterior cingulate cortex in the brain, uh, it weighs options, makes decisions. It's the worrywart center and it's larger in women than in men. Mm. Uh, prefrontal cortex um, this is the queen that rules the emotions and keeps them from going wild. It puts the brakes on the amygdala, which is the emotional center. Uh, it's larger in women and matures faster in teen go- girls than in boys by one to two years. Um, and then there's other. Hmm. That's Hi- interesting. The hypothalamus is the conductor of the hormonal symphony. It kicks the gonads into gear, starts pumping earlier at puberty in females. Uh, the amygdala, like you're talking about, is the wild beast within. It's the instinctual core tamed only by the prefrontal cortex, which is, and it's larger in men. Um, anyway, just some examples. So, yes, structurally, there are differences. Um, you know, do they determine everything that we observe differently? No, absolutely not. But do they, they do, do definitely something? play a role, and yeah. we can see that. Yeah. Sure. You know, she- this might like a physiological explanation for why women may tend to worry about certain things more. Yeah. Than men, but how they also um, are better at regulating their emotions and, Absolutely. You know, than men are. So, so she talks <clears throat> about how women's brains are deeply and continually affected by hormonal changes, and that can affect what's important to her from one day to the next, mm. um, compared to man's neurological reality, which is a lot more constant. That isn't directly referring to what you're talking about, sure. but um, but yeah, hormonally there's differences, and again, that's that's not to excuse anyone who. Anytime they don't like something a woman does, they can't just say, oh, she's being hormonal, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Men have hormonal differences, too. They're just sure. not as obvious as women do. Yeah, but well, that definitely affects the way we think about things. Sh- sure, yeah. And um, our, brains are, our brains are a little bit more uh, wired for um, anger and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, yeah. So Aggression. Uh, so, Brizendine, she also talks about how um, in the brain centers for language and hearing, women have 11% more neurons. Um and how the, the principal hub of emotion and uh, memory formation, uh, which is the hippocampus, that's larger in the female brain, uh, as is the brain circuitry for language and observing emotions in others. Right, which is why women don't ever forget. <laughs> and, and, or like elephants. You know, and, you know, in general, I've also heard that it's true that in general, like your brain perceives... And all these statements are in general, because again, true. there's variation among among the genders. It's true. Within the genders. And in, and it's also, I think it's generally true that your brain perceives, like, you know, at night your emotion is processing your memories and trying to decide what's important to stick in long-term memory and that mm. kind of thing. Right? Or some people think that's what's part of what's happening when you're dreaming, but yeah. um, in general, your brain perceives events that are tied to stronger emotions uh, is more important exactly and so it's like exactly. gotta save that one yeah in a million places um, that's right that's an important function of emotions is to tell us what's important and what's not right and so some of these experiences for women are more emotionally intense right and they're seared in the memory forever yeah and for a guy they may not be as emotionally intense you know? exactly exactly my sister-in-law can remember what she wore on the first day of school like decades ago, uh-huh. and wow. I can't remember what I wore like sure. last week. Sure, or, I mean, yeah, maybe it's different because I can't remember what I wore on the first day of school yeah. though, ever. And, and I'm but. guessing if we talked to her, she she could explain the emotional context for that, why yeah. that was so memorable to her. Sure, yeah. Um, so some other stuff. Um, men have two two and a half times more brain space devoted to sexual drive, as well as larger brain centers for action and aggression. You know, I think. 
this goes a long way to explain, um, you know, that finding that like men think about sex like <laughs> frequently throughout yeah, the day, no, <laughs> whereas a woman might think about it a few times during the week. <laughs> that, that's, so that's not, you know, it's not to excuse men for being pervs, but at the same time, this is part of our, you know, the the moving things forward, pursuing, yeah. you know, uh, action. different, and it needs to be. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's, again, it's not to say that women are all, you know, passive, just sitting on your hands, and or, or that they have no, like, interest in sex either, right? But uh, there are some differences. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so some more. So the male brain has larger processors in the amygdala, which, again, that's the core of the primitive part of the brain. Um uh, which registers fear and aggression, and that's why a man can go from zero to a fist fight so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the male brain will perceive threats mostly of a physical net nature, whereas women may see a few unpaid bills as a stress that appears to be life-threatening. Um, hmm. I, I was mentioning to these guys off offline here how I'm going over finances with my fiancé trying to figure out how to pay for a wedding and all these things, and it's like a huge deal to me, and he's like, well, it'll be okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But to me, it's like such a big thing, and reading over this actually helped me understand why why the difference is there between us and how I can right. kind of figure and, and that out. I imagine some of that is, is hormonal, and, and some of that is about the structure and you know interconnectedness, of mm -hmm. the relatively more interconnectedness of the female brain that – you know, you can't help but connect the dots like, hey, this puts our future family at risk. Right. This impacts, you know, your future career, you know, our, our lifestyle in the present. A man's thinking is relatively more simple. It's like, are we in danger of being eaten by a tiger? Right. No. Then, <laughs> Men know, have more the, unilateral thinking you know, and women I, think about all the things around yeah, them. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. honestly, that's a more informed and realistic <laughs> worldview, I think. Um, I mean, they probably both have their yeah. good things. Yeah, sometimes a man gets mad, tears up the bill, calls up the person sending the bill and says, you better watch out. That's right, I'm going to get you. But it is an extreme example. You know that guy that sent the, the pipe bombs yeah. uh, earlier this week? That was one of the things that he had done is that he had actually, um, because of a bill, or I think it was oh. because of his power or something, he had yeah. threatened to bomb somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's probably more, I, a male is probably more likely sure. to go to that extreme, I, I, and, uh, perhaps. You know, it's, it's uh, my opinion I mean, that, I mean, that's, that's the, the, the negatives extreme, of the, of these characteristically male traits are so obvious that it's easy. And because their emotional vocabulary, which we'll talk about more, is in general less developed, you know, it's easy to scapegoat men and to blame them. They're easy targets. And and, yeah. and the the benefits, I think, of, you know, some of these differences uh, are might be less obvious. Yeah, uh, that's a yeah. good point. We don't think yeah. about the benefits. We hardly ever think about the benefits yeah. of, of, of aggression. Of the, well, of the differences <laughs> that bother us. Sure. If it's sure. the difference that's bothering right. us at the time, right. we never think to yeah. ourselves, like, is, it, is there a way that this is yeah. good, though? Yeah. It's good for and, me. It's and I would say, and I don't... This is something I'd, I'd like to study when I have some more time. But, like, you know, most entrepreneurs are men. And mm -hmm. Paul and I both know this because we've both been entrepreneurs and, and are. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not that there aren't women who do that. But, uh, you know, I'm sure that some of that is explained by, uh, you know, men's more aggressive nature. You know, they're willing to pursue things that, you know, regardless of risks. 
which it's maybe they should be scared of more. Like from a female perspective, whenever people get upset about the aggression men have, I always try to explain to them, but don't you want somebody who can protect your family and who's uh-huh. looking out for your sure. family? Like, I'm glad that somebody has that and I'm yeah. glad it's not me. Sure. As long as it's channeled properly. That, and that's that's the key. Yep. That is the key. Yeah, which, I do which, remember. Frankly, a lot of, you know. <laughs> Men don't necessarily channel it, you know, effectively. We're going to say, Paul. We all have things we need to learn to manage. Yeah. This just reminded me when we had a group that would watch Lost together. And they were, oh, yeah. the girls were all trying to decide, like, Jack or Saeed. And, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and one girl said, but you would feel so safe with Saeed. <laughs> because physically, yeah. Physically, you know. Um, but he was so tormented inside. Is that who he you was want tormented. to be your emotional I know, confidant? It's true. <laughs> yep. If you binge those in, like, in like a two-week period like I did, um, <laughs> you start to find people saying the same things over and over again, like Jack in almost every episode. Somebody would start telling him something, and he would say, why are you telling me this? <laughs> I'm, I'm that, sure of it. Yeah. And that was like the dramatic yeah. like. Oh, but Jack, he was the man. He was the man. Yeah. That was a great show. Anyways, wow, a, side a, lot of, a lot of good product um, placement uh, <laughs> opportunity. That's Female right. Brain, lost. Um, and did okay, we mention Snickers yet? Anyway. So. <laughs> yes, Snickers. <laughs> Oh, and my fruit snacks I'm eating are Mott's. <laughs> Those are good ones. I like Mott's. Yeah, these are good. Um, okay, I just want to say one hit one more point before we uh, hit our our uh, stopping point. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, the, in the female brain, uh, the circuit for aggression is more closely linked to cognitive, emotional, and verbal functions than is the male brain, uh, which is more connected to brain areas for physical action. Wait, can you summarize that? Like, um, error, what like, does that mean? Reword that in layman's um, terms. The circuit for aggression is more closely linked to cognitive, emotional, and verbal functions for for the female mm. brain. Me- oh, meaning, meaning girls will tend to like talk it out. So rhetoric. Think through it. Well, their oh, their uh, aggression looks different. It's yeah. not that, oh, it's yeah. not like, that women don't have aggression. It's that it looks different. It doesn't turn to fisticuffs. Mm. That, that's like, right. Uh, and mm. and in the next time we'll talk more guys about more. about the book Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman, where he talks a lot about that. The kind of like the developmental difference in aggression with yeah. with boys and girls. Um, but basically, women's aggression looks different. It's more emotional. It's more verbal. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think that's they, interesting. True. They process you know. things verbally. Yeah. Which, and, you know, and colloquially, that we call that relational aggression. Sure. Yeah. And thankfully, the world is processing things verbally a little bit more than through uh, military. That That's stuff. true. Maybe Fewer that's, lives are being lost. Maybe that's because more, women are taking a higher role in governments on average. Sure. Who knows? I, you know, I, I would argue that... More people's feelings are hurt, and their reputations tarnished on social media yeah, nowadays. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it has me, a me, it has a me wider... getting on my soapbox a little bit. Sorry, what were we gonna say? Yeah, sure. No, that's true. You just can... like I, I think I think relational aggression is out of control on social media mm-hmm. these days. Um, and yeah, man. Know, by the numbers, I'm not saying that men aren't capable of this or being mean on social media. They definitely are, but there's a lot of it is female relational aggression. I think too. <laughs> you know yeah that's a good point um anyway okay okay well that's a stopping point for now well um <laughs> okay we'll we'll pick this up later but this this is good uh I mean, basically it sounds like yeah i mean kind of we'll get into this more in the next episode but basically kind of like the point of all of this is that there are there are differences in men and women that are not anyone's fault uh, sure. that are uh reasons why we can sometimes they can sometimes perpetuate this cold war yeah uh, but there are things to some extent within our control to some extent beyond that that is a and they're great summary. you know yeah okay yeah. 
Okay, well, we'll talk to you all next all time. Right, thanks, everyone. <laughs> thanks, guys. Catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app and give us a rating. Thank you.